Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Ciroc Point After Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Saints go down hard, 20-13 to to the Houston Texans on the road. Uh, black and gold now 3-3 three and three on the season. I know you always try to say, take away a silver lining or a positive from games, Cajun Cannon, but... Man, oh man, a loss always stinks, and there really is no positives from this one. I mean, positives, uh, I don't know. I I was almost done by halftime. I was so disappointed in our defense, uh, how terrible we played the first half, and not setting the tone. Uh, Then I'll look at our offense. um, uh, Listen, you can't score uh, 13 points and expect to win a game. Come on, we got to score at least this day and age in the 20s. We're averaging 19 points coming to the game. So, uh, again, very disheartening. Um, I would say right now we're on the pace. When you think they're going to win, they're not going to win. And then when you think, oh, they're not going to win. They're not going to beat uh, the Jags on Thursday night. Then they go win. But you know what? They're going to go lose to the Colts. So you know what that makes you? Uh, like 9 and 8, 8 and 9, or God forbid, uh, then you got a clean house for sure. Uh, what if we repeat what we did last season and we go 7 and 10? Uh, then everybody got to go. Uh, I mean, come on, it's the same old song and dance. You know, at least six coaches get fired every year in the NFL. I don't care if you're the great Bill Belichick. Now, I still think he wants to coach, but the Patriots might make a change. They might Now, he might stay... If he keeps, uh, or maybe he say, you can coach, but you can't be in charge of personnel because I still think he has enough skins on the wall. Now, Dennis Allen, I don't know if he has enough skins on the wall to be another head coach. Now, maybe defensive coordinator. Very similar uh, to Vic Fangio. But as far as quarterback uh, uh, Derek Carr, yeah, but we threw for a lot of yardage. But um, uh, we might as well have kept Andy Dalton. I mean, when you look bank for your buck and money value uh, – is Derek Carr worth that much more than Andy Dalton? Um, that, that I'm going to leave you uh, to, to, to be your own judge on that one. There's a lot of common sense involved there. Uh, when you're not truly a difference maker to be able to help your team to win, especially in the red zone. Do you know going into the Patriots game, I guess who was last in the NFL in red zone offense? Uh, the, who, the Saints. I'm not going to say even the who that nation. I'm going to say the Saints. We're last in red zone offense, and all of a sudden, it was like a mirage. Uh, we go three for three. I'm not going to say we're three for four because we nailed down, but we were three for three. Oh, maybe we turned the corner. Uh, not so fast. As we were 0 for three today in red zone, well, you're not going to beat anybody. 
you got to be able to get in the end zone. And then when you even sell him for field goals, I mean, uh, Blake Groupie truly looked like a little boy out there. Now, I, 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 I think he's poised. Uh, you know, you miss a 50-some yarder, that's very understandable. A 29-yarder, you can never miss that. But then you look at the 49ers. They just lost to the Browns because their kicker misses a chip shot field goal. Uh, you, you know what you need to do? Don't put yourself in that position where the field goals mean that much. But the, uh, the Browns don't get enough credit. Uh, now, Miles Garrett, uh, their rush guy, I noticed the Saints point after. But uh, uh, who's the guy with the cowgirls supposed to be all bad? Micah Parsons? Right now, when they're going against the 49ers, the best line and all linemen and all, uh, uh, Michael Parsons can't hold Miles Garrett's jock. Okay, uh, that, that's another story there. But looking at the Saints right now, uh, NFL loves this. The Texans have only come into the league basically two decades in a year. So since 2002, uh, we played them six times. Uh, you know what the record is? Uh, three and three. So whoever's the home team wins. You know, home field advantage, uh, we played. Uh, we've never won in Houston. We've now lost three straight times in Houston, and we've beaten the Texans three straight times in New Orleans. So you look how that unfolds, and uh, uh, you, the NFL loves that. There's a lot of parity there. But uh, the Texans look way better than us, especially in the first half. They were setting the tone, which was uh, very discouraging. Now, I still think overall our defense uh, bounced back. Like I said, they were terrible in the first half. Uh, this is outstanding. Third down defense continues to be top level. They were only 4-11, uh, 36%. Uh, that's amongst the best in the NFL when you have that. Now, if you don't score, it doesn't matter the yards. We had 430 total yards to their uh, uh, 297. To have 430 yards and only score uh, 13 points, uh, unacceptable. I don't know. That's where we're at right now. You look, what did we rush? We ran the ball 25 times. We averaged about three and a half yards a carry. Uh, oh, that's what it's been the whole season. So I'm not going to expect anything less. Oh, well, we had injuries on the line. Well, even when we were fresh and healthy, we're still not averaging more than that. Uh, we gave up a 3.9. I think we're a whole lot better in the second half. Steve, you and I was talking about why do you even putting Pierce in the game keep giving the ball to Singletary? He averaged five yards a carry, right at five yards. He had 12 te- attempts, and uh, Pierce had 13 attempts, but Pierce averaged 2.6, and Singletary was at 4.8, like I said, almost nine yards a carry. So I don't understand that strategy, uh, what the Texans were doing there. Uh, penalties, it didn't really cost you the game, uh, but when you look at it, we had seven for 83. They had only three for 29, uh, I thought. A big uh, turning point in the game. I, I was ready to give Zach Bond a diamond in the rough. He comes up with an interception, then he gives it right back, and he fumbles. You know, those little things matter. Uh, as all of a sudden we're going to be on, uh, you know, plus one, then you give it back, then it's zero. We end up being minus one in a turnover margin for the game uh, with an interception. I don't really even count that. But now we're still uh, plus two uh, for the season. Uh, when you look at it, um, look. You go two for four on field goals. Uh, we should have been three or four. Now, ultimately, if you're four for four, then you can win the game at the end, obviously, uh, with a game-winning kick. But we know we had to score a touchdown, and that was not the case. Uh, when you look at it, I, I thought the individual that uh, really stepped up and is very similar last week, I think we need to get him the ball more. All I know, Rashid Shaheed had four touches and 103 yards, uh, total yards of scrimmage. 
as a, a rusher and a pastor uh, receiving uh, in his pa- the pass receiving game. Kamara had 26 touches and 104 yards. Uh, only only one more yard uh, than Rashid. So uh, that's a game ball right there, Steve. Rashid Shahid, four touches, 103 yards. As far as diamond in the rough, I don't know. Maybe the the Saints fans that um, that that went to Houston and, and putting up and they want to brag and they want to cheer for the team. Uh, you know, you wanted to give it like maybe. How about Kendry Miller? Can he compliment uh, Alvin Kamara? Uh, not so fast. Three touches, uh, 12 yards. He actually had two runs for minus one. I mean, uh, what we like making the Texans like the, the steel curtain offense. Uh, I'll look at Derek Carr, 32 of 50. Listen, the game's close. You should be no way in hell you throwing 50 times a game. Even as close as the game is, and you, I would say 40. But then you're having to play catch at what it was. But 50 passes, no, that should be, like I always tell you, uh, like uh, uh, 33, uh, 36 pass around. That, I can you, hear you echoing me. Less of Drew is more, you know, back in the Drew Brees days. And, and, and Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> right. First ballot Hall of Famer. Same with less, less of Drew Brees is more. You don't want Drew Brees or any quarterback. You don't even want Pam Mahomes. There might be some examples, sample size, that you could say, well, they threw 50 pass, had a lot of success. But if you throw it 50 times uh, every game, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Now, uh, Derek Carlin had the one interception at the end, but again, he threw for 353 uh, yards, but it's shallow. It's shallow, 32 of 50, because you're not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. You know what I find, like at the end of the game, you don't have to score a touchdown right away. You can get yards after the catch. You know, like we throw like chunk touchdowns, chunk touchdowns. Even Deuce mentioned this. It's so true. You run pick plays or, 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 or routes, that you hit a receiver in stride and you let them run. Make plays with their feet. All this, um, like, uh, you know, oh, he got moss. All these <laughs> throws that I see in college, high school, or playground, or, or, or pros, it's like, oh, it's one-on-one coverage. Uh, let me just toss the ball up like you're going up for alley-oop or a rebound. How about you actually run a route and get open, and then you get the yards after the catch? I don't know. Maybe I'm old school, but I think I'm right with that. That all of a sudden, uh, it's kind of, is the official going to call interference? Is he not going to call interference? I mean, that, that to me, uh, the game obviously is not heading in the right direction. B. Cripps running routes, like, for instance, like Alvin Kamara, his skill set. You, you got like a first and 10 or even like, let's say incomplete, now it's second and 10. Uh, throw him an option route coming out the backfield. It's like here to the wall right there. You hit him in stride like Drew used to do, uh, I'm telling you. And then all of a sudden, it was a, a seven, eight-yard pass, but then he ran for 15. And you still had a timeout. You could still use the middle of the field. We had a timeout. That was very discouraging. I, I thought uh, defensively, um, like I said, boy, I was so disappointed in the first half with our defense. that They were gashing us. Now, I don't know who chewed their butt or what happened, uh, halftime uh, pep talk. Or whatever, but it was well uh, worthwhile. Uh, Demario Davis, uh, I, I thought, uh, was active compared to what uh, he was in some previous games, where we always said that Demario Davis and uh, Cam uh, that needs to be more dominant. Well, Demario Davis was. I don't think Cam Jordan was. Cam Jordan had two tackles. He had one tackle for a loss. Demario Davis seven total tackles, uh, sack. Two quarterback hurries, two tackles for a loss, a pass defended. 
Uh, I, I thought even Lattimore got beat in the first half in uh, one-on-one coverage. But he ended yeah. up with six total tackles. Carl Granderson, um, I mean, it's not like Cam can always say, well, I'm always getting double teamed, so Carl Granderson should win. No, it's about the, the same, how they're blocking you, you uh, both of y'all. So Carl Granderson, six total tackles. He had a sack, quarterback hurry, and uh, two tackles for a loss. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Zach Bond comes up big, uh, big interception, and then he fumbles. I mean, we want to cheer uh, Zach Bond, make him a diamond in the rubber. That didn't happen. Uh, he ended up pass defended. But a very disheartening loss, 20-13. to 13. I, I don't know what y'all think, but, uh, again, <laughs> Houston, what what is Houston? Five hundred right now. That they're like three and three. Right. Okay. Uh, so what that makes you average? I think that's about right. That's so, us too. We're three and three. So what are we average? Yeah. So we middle of the pack. Uh, that means you're not winning anything. All it does is frustrate your fans. Like again, you win one, lose one. Now you would expect that from the Texans. They just got a new coach. Look where they were drafting. So you would expect that. That you would say that right now. Okay, after this game, that the Texans are trending in the right directions. They're going up, and the Saints, they just probably not, not, now we're going kind of, uh, we were up against the Patriots. Now we're going back down, down the mountain. I mean, not good. Let's pause 10 seconds right now for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. All right, we're here on the Ciroc Point after. Line them up, take some shots on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. That's 504-260-1870. Want to hear from you, who'd ask me right back after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, here's a, some discouraging stats for you. Right now in 2023 NFL season, New Orleans Saints have eight touchdowns, right? Well, Christian McCaffrey has nine total on the season. That's just one player. Also, Raheem Mostert, 11 touchdowns on the year. So there's two players by themselves outscoring the Saints. Well, and you have to uh, also count, like, the touchdowns we've scored. Uh, you have to say, okay, what have we scored on offense? Because uh, you remember uh, we were winning 17-0 to against Green Bay, but we did run back a punt. Right. You know, so you have to look at what have we actually scored. No, listen, if you, in theory, in theory now, like, uh, you only give up 20 points. You know how we were like, okay, Tampa Bay, all of a sudden that streak stopped. You look what we did, we shut out the Patriots. And then... We were terrible this first half. But we still only gave up 20 points. You should win. It could have been an ugly win. Now, you might say uh, you're living on the edge. But what if we don't want, like, wouldn't you say this was an ugly win? Let's say Groupie makes all his field goals. And he has a chance at the end. You know, to go instead of 2 or 4, to go uh, 5 or 5. And then all of a sudden we win 22 to 20. And right, you you're say, feeling totally different. Oh yeah, you feeling who that? Yeah, yeah, who that? We won. <laughs> it was oh, ugly, but a win uh, is a win. Yeah, bring on the Jags. It's kind of like, well, what was the Texans score? Look how ugly that was. It was eighteen fifteen or something. <laughs> right. If I can remember what? No, uh, that's why uh, when you're winning like this or you're losing like this, uh, you're gonna be a five hundred team, and then the natives will be restless, like we all are right now. The who that nation is restless, because oh, yeah. the schedule was very favorable. For the Saints to take advantage of it, and then right now, uh, even though we have a favorable schedule, I mean, uh, tell me any difference. Uh, do we have any more hope or look better than we did last year when we were seven and ten with Andy Dalton, and now here we are three and three uh, with David Carr? 
I mean, not David Derek Carr, his brother's David. With Derek Carr. I mean, I don't know. It seems like the same song and dance. Does it seem like that to you? No, it definitely feels like it's frustrating because, like, I, I noted to you, too, during the game, there's, there's too many weapons on this team to be so inept at getting it into the end zone. No, uh, getting into the end zone, and then you have to, uh, you know, question uh, the play calling, how you call certain plays when you're getting in the red zone. I think sometimes they get a little too greedy, and the fans might not like this. They say, no way, Bear, we want more chunk plays. We need more splash plays like we had against the Titans. Okay, you pick and choose that. But at times, look how Drew Brees and the numbers he put up. Drew Brees went throwing always the ball that far all the time. If you look how he's getting the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands, these option routes underneath, all of that stuff. Then you look at the final production uh, 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 and how you produce and moving the chains, uh, getting first downs, efficiency in red zone. That, that, all, that all matters. And right now, there's no continuity what we're doing offensively. Now, with that being said, you could say, okay, uh, two up and down. I'm tired of Pete Carmichael. Ain't nothing changing. I, I can tell you when possibly if we stay in the slump, and it wouldn't be necessarily win one, lose one. It would be all of a sudden, let me see, when we come into buy November the 19th. So that's one, two, three, four, I think it's 10 games. So let's say you'd be like three and seven. Mm, then you make changes. But if we still hovering around 500, you're not going to change nothing. But come November the 19th, then you might give Ronald Curry a different opportunity maybe to call the plays. And Pete Carmichael still is in the room setting up a game plan like he did in the past since uh, he came here with Drew Brees in 2006. Cajun Cannon, you mentioned the, the frustrated Houdat Nation, obviously. Let's check in with some of our callers. Sam and Laplace, I know you want to sound off. What you got, Sam? I got three comments to make. Number one is uh, I think we need to cut some heads from top to bottom, number one. Uh, number two, I thought we were supposed to have a, such an upgrade in quarterback. I don't see that. Hello. You know, Hello. No, hello. That's what I'm saying. Hello, like you're hitting right on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Is it worth like hundreds, uh, hundred million plus uh, upgraded quarterback? Mm, okay, I'm gonna still be uh, patient. I'm gonna wait and see. I'm talking about coach wise. Oh, uh, the coach don't make that much money. Uh, he's not making the money like the coach. You mean like uh, like coach wise? Uh, no, Dennis Allen, bang for your buck. We're not paying him anything, Sam. Uh, but uh, well, we can easily get rid of him then. Well, uh, no, I mean, nothing. he is not going anywhere until uh, I think we all got to hold the organization's feet to the fire, that being Dennis Lauscher, Mickey Loomis, and Ms. Gale and everything. If we don't win double digits, uh, no, it's a production lead. Uh, there's no reason why the Saints and, and the expectations we shouldn't get to double digits. And that, that doesn't mean you're winning a championship. I'm just telling being relevant, win the NFC South and be a 10-7 and seven type team. That's not asking too much. So, uh, listen, if it doesn't happen, listen, you can still be friends with people. We got to uh, make changes. That's just the way it goes. Saints fall to the Houston Texans 20-13, to 13, now 3-3 three and three on the season. We're here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka, back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Ciroc Point After. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka could definitely use a shot, few shots right now after that 20-13. to 13. Saints loss at the Houston Texans, dropping New Orleans now to 3-3 three and three on the season. Black and Gold have a quick turnaround. Already have to play Thursday night, coming home to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Want to get to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line right away. 504-260-1870. Tons of fans hanging on the line. Hector in New Orleans, what you got for us? right now hey guys look i'm just gonna make this quick because i know you got a lot of callers what angers me is that it still looks the same as last year our offensive line play is still terrible that's right and one of the things the things that one of the things that made me angry i'm listening to dennis allen's um post-conference and he literally said that he sees trevor painting still as a rookie i don't know how that's possible if you make him a starter I mean, it's worse than that. Well, no, no. Okay, hold on, hold on, Hector. Hector, the reason why he still sees him as a rookie because he didn't play last year. You know, he had that foot injury. Still limited games, right? Yeah, limited games, and, you know, he did that yeah, jumbo okay. package. I mean, okay, I, and the I, reason I, I, why I, they want to, Hector, the reason why they want to make him work out because he's a first-round draft pick. And to their credit, they did not start him because he was not getting the job done. You know, I, I, I don't know if you had heard me in, in, the, uh, in the pregame. Did you hear me in the pregame? And this no, is not okay. Uh, this is what happened, Hector. If you look at Trevor Penning, do you know out of the 64 offensive tackles, you got two tackles? You know, you're playing 50 percent of the snaps. He was ranked uh, 47th. Now, they, they, listen, they're thinking that we're going to win now. Maybe we're going to go on a three or four game winning streak. Now, this before the Texans game. So let's go with uh, more experience. Let's go like with Hurst, uh, who has started 20 games of left tackle the past three seasons. And he started 16 a year ago. And then they brought in Max Garcia. He started 59 games at guard uh, because Andrews Pete, I don't know, concussion, groin. He's always hurt. He don't want to play. But anyway, that's a different topic. And, but then uh, Garcia had started 59 games, Cardinals, Broncos. Uh, here's an eight-season veteran. So then all of a sudden, Trevor Penning has to play because of injuries. And now it looks like, Hector, that uh, come Thursday night, I don't know, short week and how they deal with concussions. If Ryan Ramchick got a concussion, uh, he ain't playing. There's no way, right. Uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line got to be licking their chops uh, coming into the game on a short week. I know they played at home and they got to travel to New Orleans. Uh, but uh, you talk about the JV line. Uh, we definitely can have the junior varsity line come Thursday night, I think, out there. Looking more at our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and sex line. We got Keith on the line. What you got for us, Keith? Hey, come on, Savah. Yeah, but you got Keith from Gaydon. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Uh, I almost forgot. No. Uh, well, well, you can't curse. You can't curse, Keith. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there, there's a conspiracy. Sean Payton and the uh, Denver Broncos. I mean, uh, and the Saints. Uh, a conspiracy. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. Neither uh, one can win without Drew? Yeah, the, 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 uh, that, the, they cannot. My conspiracy, right. Yeah, uh, Steve, I think, hit it right on the head. Uh, the Saints right now, the stability, we're a little spoiled, who that nation. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees ain't here no more. Uh, Tom Brady's not with the Patriots no more. Uh, uh, Sean Payton and Denver and Belichick. Sean Payton struggling, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, well, where hmm. was those uh, monumental quarterbacks that we had? No, uh, there, I'm telling you, there's some truth to that, a lot of truth. We're taking a break here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Want to hear from you? 504-260-1870 on that Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We'll be right back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Lots of hot action here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, folks. 504-260-1870. Cajun Ken, before we yeah. get to the lines, want, well, you got to chime well, in with something? Well, you remember what I told you? I, I, I said... I was ecstatic how we beat the Patriots because it's hard to get NFL shutout. I say the Texans are way better, way better than the Patriots. Not that they're going to win anything. Like I knew the Patriots weren't going to win anything. I think if you're objective and, you know, you understand the circumstance, let's say you look at the AFC opponents. If we'd have lost like at Kansas City sure, or at Buffalo, let's say at Miami, we lost to the freaking Texans. So how do you view the Texans? And what are they, 500? We 500. Okay, do you think the Texans are as a good measuring stick to see where your uh, program's at as far as, oh, we definitely on the up and up? Now, they might be on the up and up because they were so uh, low considering where they picked in the draft. Okay, so look where we're at. No, instead of us keep going up, uh, it's like all of a sudden we're going down, like I said earlier, and the Texans are training in the right direction. They're building upon a, a young franchise. But to say a feather in your cap, like, we would have beat the Texans. Oh, yeah, we just beat Houston. Now we won two in a row. Well, hell, yeah, you should beat the Texans. You know what? Well, that's nothing to, uh, I know it's an NFL team, but that's middle of the road. Are you trying to be the best of the best? That's nothing that nothing to write home about, uh, beating the Texans. And, and even the Texans right now, considering what the Saints have done uh, post-Drew Brees or, or let's say even based last season, this season, the Texans won its NFL game. But it's not all of a sudden like uh, the Chiefs or the 49ers or the Bills or whoever you might or the Eagles. Let's say the Eagles came to Houston. Boy, the Houston Texans, uh, you're a Texans fan. We upset the Eagles. Knocked off, you know. Yeah. We knocked off the Eagles. NFC now, champs from uh, last year. Now, now that now that uh, is a feather in your cap. But to say you beat the Saints, I go, eh, oh, okay, well, uh, th- that was nice. That means we're training in the right direction. But then the same with the Saints. You beat the Texans. Well, you're supposed to beat them. But we didn't beat them, bottom line. So a loss is a loss. Checking in on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We got James in Metairie Line 7. What you got for us today, James? Hey, Bobby. Well, listen, guys. Um, I told you last week that we was going to lose to the Texans. It hurts me to say no, that. No, wait. Why did you say that, James? Uh, maybe I wasn't on the air when you called. But why would you say we were going to lose to the Texans? Then tell me your rationale. Because because I think the head coach is better. Oh, that's remember, a good point. Now, that is a great point, remember, James. Remember, remember, yeah, remember I told you, Bobby, you knew this already. 
he was the defensive coordinator that shut us out when he was with San Francisco. Oh, thirteen to zero. You're right. And and then and then for whatever reason, I don't know how that works, but they they practice. We we chose them, or they chose us, or the league chose that we practice with them, and we play a preseason game. They scouted us enough. But no, 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 no. But James, 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 slow your roll there. Oh, because we were supposed to practice against them. We just played the preseason, but they were all banged up. So D'Amico Ryan said, no, we are not going to practice against the Saints because we were too beat up. Now, maybe we had more intel on them, but all we did was play the preseason game. But, uh, no, uh, now, now, that makes sense, though. The proximity, I think, because you look travel and cost and all that, that, that we should practice. If we're staying in New Orleans at training camp, we should practice against the Texans every year. You know, we play them once every four years, but as far as us going to Houston or them coming here to New Orleans, no, we should always uh, practice against the Texans in preseason. Want to hear from you, Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. It's 504-260-1870. Cajun Cannon is your therapist until 6 o'clock today. Let it all out, Houdat Nation, about this Saints 20-13 to loss. Black and gold falling to 3-3 three and three on the season after that loss at Houston. Back with more on the Ciroc Point after right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Week six, Houston Texans, a 20-13 to winner over the New Orleans Saints. Fuel up for the next game at McDonald's. We're going to check in now with Derek Carr's post-game interview. That's brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. Here's Saints QB1. Probably a disappointing outflow with the final points compared to all the yards you guys did. What's your assessment coming right out of it? Yeah, very, very disappointed. I was, I was livid coming off the field. I was angry coming off the field. I had to calm down a little bit, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, when... We as an offense had too many details, and you know I'm not going to tell you what happened. And yes, we know, and yes, we know what it was, and all those things. And I won't say it, but there's these little details that if we just do those things right, you're, you're looking like, oh my gosh, we scored 28 points, you know, or we, you know. And uh, I just want to win, man. Like, you know, the yards are awesome, great, thanks. Um, you know, yes, but couldn't care less. Like, I just want to win. That's all I care about. Um, is is winning football games, and if we don't do those details right, and every single time, especially when the game's on the line, that's when it matters most. Um, then we're going to have this feeling more often than not. I know you're not going to detail specifically what happened, but are we correct to assume on the one to Rashid? I think it was maybe the second or last pass of the game. You were throwing it to a different spot than where you expect. I mean, like that looked like a wrong page thing. Uh, yeah, that one we were, we were on the wrong page, and. Um, you know, that's on me, you know, the communication of it. I got to clean that up for him um, and make it better for him. Was, was there too much of that tonight? I mean, were there several examples of that? We had a couple. Yeah, yeah, we had a couple of those. And, you know, we did some things very well. We did some things explosively and all those things. But that doesn't, you know, just having a few explosives or a lot of yards doesn't win football games. It, what wins football games is doing the right thing at the right moment every single time. Um, because... Houston, give them so much credit. They are such a good team, such a great young team that flies around, they play fast, tough defense. Um, and if you are not on your details, especially against this scheme, they're going to be on theirs, you know. Um, and it cost us today. Is it surprising or unacceptable this, this many weeks into the season? It, I would say it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable, and that's on us as players to you know, make sure that we're on our details um, you know, when the game is on the line. You know, for sure. 
there was that a uh, fourth down uh, play to Allen? Was it designed to go to him on that? Uh, I was going to try and throw it to Mike, but the backer was pushing. And I didn't want to throw, obviously, a pick. So my my option there against that zone is, you know, give Alvin a chance to go make a play at the sticks. Similar to what we did last week uh, against New England. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there was... You know, like like we were talking about, it's it's the details of our assignments, making sure that we're doing those things right, and and we did not do that right today, for sure. How would you evaluate the pace of where you guys out sync? I felt I felt like, uh, you know, I didn't I, I didn't feel that I I didn't feel that we were out of sync or anything like that. I th- I felt like everything that we wanted was there in the run game, pass game, um, you know, looks. You know, I mean, there was a couple of times they got in there and I had to throw them weights, you know, earlier than I wanted to. Um, but great designs, you know, uh, guys running open, you know, and having to check them down and, uh, you know, for certain things and reasons. But, you know, I, I think that that was more of the feeling, um, you know, them, them making plays rather than like a, a bad feeling like, oh, we can't do this or can't do that. We felt like we were doing some good things. Greg, obviously, if you guys like, felt like you had the answer, you'd have to yeah, absolutely. It's going to take each man when every time you break the huddle. And, you know, I said before the game, you know, when you break the huddle, every it's going to take every man doing just focusing that much harder on what is my assignment, and when they present the look, what is my assignment now? You know, and and if we do that as players, we definitely have enough pieces to go do that, you know, uh, everything we want to do. What's your self-evaluation of where you wanted to be, you know, first time joining the new team six weeks into it? Going? Well, I didn't want to be three and three. Um, you know, I think we have let a couple of these get away from us. Um, it's early in the season. You play four quarters and then one more. You know, we always break it down that way, you know. Um, and and we what we've earned, you know, I always, Coach Del Rio, I said, you are what you've earned. And we've earned three and three, you know, and um, that that isn't what we wanted. It's not what I wanted. It's not what I expected, uh, but it's what we've earned. And so you look in the mirror uh, and and really, you know, push the envelope to everybody else. You know, DeMario was saying it too. Look in the mirror. And did you do what you did last week this week? Or did you just enjoy it, you know, uh, you know, enjoy the week too much or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. We're going to we have a lot of problem solvers, you know, not a lot of problem creators in that locker room. And Mickey and Dave have done a great job of bringing those kind of guys in. Michael and, you know, Kai, they've done a great job of bringing the right guys. And so um, it's up to us as leaders to make sure that we're solving problems um, that we know that we know need to be solved and can be solved. Dude, it's a short week after a game like this. In a sense, you just yes. Really flush it really quickly. No, you, yes, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm gonna get on the bus. I'm gonna get on the plane and must begin my preparation for the next game. And um, you know, you don't really get time. Whether we won this game or lost it, um, you don't get time to enjoy it or feel sorry for yourself. Like I said at the end, no, nobody cares. You know how you feel. You know you got to get ready for the next one. And so um, that's that's what I'll be doing on the plane is preparing. Uh, making sure I get everything I do in six, seven days, get it done in, you know, three or four days. You know, I got that's what I have to do this week for sure. Have you reached like, throwing without thinking, staying with the shoulder? I mean, is it, is it 
today was the best I felt um, since it happened, for sure, yeah. That's Saints quarterback Derek Carr brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under Hood. Going to step away on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka and be right back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Looking around the NFC South right now, everybody else was a loser in the division today as well. And also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently trailing the Detroit Lions 10-3 to in the second quarter there. They're about to head into halftime there. 38 seconds left till the half in Tampa, down by 7 to Detroit. Right now we're going to get into Bobby. What's bugging you about today's game? That's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. And I know it's got to be pretty tough to zero in on just one thing that's bugging you in this matchup. Yeah, but uh, because, you know, playing the position and um, yeah. understanding how you want to close out the half and how uh, that all of a sudden, you know, you you know when you defer, you know, you score the end of the first half and then you want to score the beginning of the second half. But the Texas that just went on a, a 10-play, 65-yard drive uh, – you know, six minutes, 11 seconds, and um, now we're losing 17 to 7. So all of a sudden we get the ball, then it's under two minutes, and we're driving. And there was two plays that bugged me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how you get injured. It could be like a freakish type thing. I mean, was it an arm whip? I would describe it. I mean, he just hit him ac- across his midsection. That being a Texan defensive lineman against Derek Carr, you would have thought he got shot or something. I think he probably has a rib protector or a flag jacket. I mean, I, oh, we got to take him out of the game? What? It looked like he hardly got hit. Okay, that's one thing that bugged me. And I think that was kind of in his head. And you could say miscommunication with the receiver or whatever. But look at that initial grounding uh, call because we all taped the game. Uh, uh, initial grounding, uh, Derek Carr like freaking out. He just threw it to the left, like I'm just gonna ground it. I'm in the pocket. You're not out the pocket where you could throw it anywhere. You don't have to throw it to receive. You're not gonna get called for grounding. Uh, grounding the football. So uh, that that kind of bugged me. 
Uh, that looked like a scared football player. I'm not, I know Derek Carr's not scared. I, I know he has enough skins in the wall. But those plays to end the first half. Felt like uh, the walls were closing in on him. Oh, that was a little shaky. That was a little shaky. And I think he's tough. I, I know he's tough. But, I mean, to say that he gets hit in the, the, the midsection in that particular play. Uh, now, when he hurt his shoulder against Green Bay, how he landed on his shoulder, that looked very serious. Now, thank God right, it wasn't, it wasn't right. too serious. But that looked significant. As far as that belly shot, that looked like nothing. Uh, I mean, uh, that I almost, think you hit me harder when the Saints score a touchdown. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when you buy me, uh, uh, Steve, exactly. You get all fired up, and then that initial grounding that, that was still like, oh, let me get, let me get rid of this ball. No, I, th- that was bugging me because that, I mean, everybody watches the film, and as players, you watch that, and then they might say like, oh, now everybody has to look in the mirror. And do you perform to your best capabilities? What am I doing? And I think a lot of the players, all of the veterans, Michael Thomas, the Cam Jarns of the world, DeMario Davis and all that, and, you know, they know a lot of it. They say, oh, we got so much talent. We got so much talent on this team. We have to win. Uh, you know, how, how can we not be winning? Oh, well, it can't be us. It must be the coaches. Well, the players, if you're truly a pro, you got to put it upon yourself. It don't matter who's freaking coaching us. Who's we on gonna the field, win. right? Yeah, hey, we're going to win because we have to execute whatever's called. Now, are we good enough? I, I don't know. But th- that, to me, is a mature football player, if you can make that statement and say, as a pro, I- I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Or whatever the coach uh, puts me in, whatever position, I- I'm going to win my one-on-one battles. You know who's a perfect example, Steve? I might have been talking about you uh, in the pregame. Because even talking about, you know, everyone has kids or people that play sports going forward. What you can control when you cannot control. You're playing a team sport. You cannot control whether your team wins or not. But you know what you can't control? Are you winning those individual one-on-one battles? Are you doing your job? You know who's the, doing, you know who's the number one poster child and who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer who always won, always won, and the team sucked. Double-digit years. Look at Joe Thomas. Dolphins have tackled for the Cleveland Browns. The team was terrible. Come out never of had a good quarterback on and, and, and They never won nothing. <laughs> they were horrendous. But you know what? He showed up. He always won. He always won. So he did his job. He, he said, look, I'm going to be a pro. I'm going to be a pro. So I think as a player, Michael Thomas, Cam Jordan, DeMar Davis, whoever's the leader of the team, whether it be Derek Carr, okay, what can I do to help this team win? And you could be like, oh, it's not me. It's not me. Oh, let me get a different coach. Okay, uh, you get a different coach and nothing else happens. Then it might be uh, like the players. Like the offensive line, oh, we got to get a better coach than Doug Marone. How about about you win your one-on-ones instead of getting whooped? Did you see they had one one one-on-one? We paid Cesar Ruiz over $40 million. Did you see how fast he got whooped? Blown up. It was like, you know, you count. Supposed to be a couple of seconds, 1,001, 1,002. I couldn't even get to 1,001. It was like 1,000. Oh, shoot. He, he just got run right by. So, I mean, come on. Much is given, much is required. We got all these first-round draft picks on offensive line. You might say, no, we've invested in first-round picks on the O-line. Maybe it's not the right players, 
who we've invested money in. That might be a big miss. But we've tried to address the offensive line. It just doesn't look like it's very promising right now. Mad, angry, frustrated. Let it all out right here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. We'll be back with more right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Before we go any further, want to pause 10 seconds. Let stations identify themselves right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Checking out our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line at 504-260-1870 for all you who dads got Hollywood and Thibodeau. What you got for us right now, Hollywood? Hey, Steve. Hey, Bobby. How y'all doing? We're managing. All right, Hollywood. What you got? Hey, Bobby, uh, bottom line, they physically outwhipped us. That's what, got, that's what bugged me the whole game. They punched us in the mouth. And that's a good little, point, Hollywood. That's a good point because you'd have to say uh, at, at point of attack, uh, winning in the trenches. Uh, I, I think D'Amico Ryan was a passionate player, and that's how the Texans played. And you'd have to say uh, that the Texans were flying to the football, and at times we were not. And the offense is pitiful. That little screenplay with Kamara on 4-2 and, and all that, whatever Pete Carmichael was trying to work with, he should throw that away. Pete Carmichael not doing a good job. We should uh, cut him. And Blake Groupe, we praised him last week. Now we got to uh, deep praise him this week because he didn't do very good. Yep. And uh, I think we should have kept Lutz. He's more uh, experienced kicker, you know, with the game on well, the Well, no, that, 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 but, but Hollywood, that's a woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, um, no, the bottom line, it's production business. And uh, if Groupie has too many uh, games like he had, uh, you know, today, uh, then you're not a kicker in the NFL. You might be able to bounce back and you might kick for two or three different teams or you might have to go to XFL, USFL, and then you bounce back uh, to the NFL. But you got to be consistent. Listen, I, I don't mind him, I should say, uh, missing that uh, the 50-yard 50 50 yard plus. But to miss that uh, chip shot, okay, come on. What was that? Uh, that's extra point. You can you cannot miss that. But then you look at the 49ers, and, and now their fans are bitching, and they lose to the Browns because their kick misses a chip shot. But I'm looking at Groupie coming into the game. Okay, he was one of two uh, from 40 to 49 yards, and he was three of three from 50 plus. So now he's three of four uh, from uh, 50 yards, and he's four of five from 20 29. You know, he made a 45-yarder, so that means he is now two of three. But it's just when it occurs in the game, obviously, a game, like what happened in the Packers, game-winning winning kick, but it does matter the distance. I, I'm telling you, that's totally unacceptable. To me, if you're an NFL kicker, if it's 39 or shorter, uh, you should never miss. You can't miss. Right. Your team has to be able to count upon you whether no matter in the game, you look at the game that transpired. Charlie, we were talking about this with Steve early in the morning in the game in England. Look how many significant field goals yeah. you had in the Ravens and the Titans. Charlie, how many was? Six or nine. seven? Justin Tucker was six for six. <laughs> and, you, and nine total field goals? Yeah, between yeah, the two total. Yeah, so nine total field goals. And Justin Tucker, six for six. And what's funny is they he missed, the Ravens he, win. But he hadn't missed extra point Blocked. in the game, which is a oh, blocked wow. extra point. Oh, okay. he had a blocked extra point. So, no, it just goes to show you, though, that, that when they're counting on you, 
uh, it has to be uh, money in the bank. And I'm telling you, I, I think we're when, overdrawn. Yeah, <laughs> when, when they look at the percentages, is that uh, 39 on end? You got to be 100. percent That's what they're viewing. And then 50 plus uh, groupie missed that one, uh, but it's actually uh, he, he's pretty good now because he's three or four, and he's two or three and 40 and 49. Uh, but I'll tell you, the one that's magnified is missing uh, that uh, 29-yard field goal. Uh, Hollywood mentioned, too, Bobby, they were more physical. Uh, that was really evident in the run game, uh, pointing out, too, that first half for the Houston Texans, uh, they were really giving it to the Saints. They had piled up 97 yards rushing before halftime, averaging 4.9 a carry. And the Texans weren't doing anything coming into the game as far as no. rushing the football. Now, I, I think uh, – I, 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 you remember I told you at halftime I'd want to be a fly on the wall to hear what the defense – Right, because they responded after the half for sure. No, because no, they, they stuffed them. Yeah. But you got to do that from the get-go. Uh, but you know it's another thing and that um, how we close out games. You know you always say because of the parity in the NFL, what do you do in the fourth quarter? Now – you look at points in this fourth quarter, it didn't matter. But coming in, th- that was a concern. We've been outscored in the fourth quarter now 47 to 20. Oof. 47 to 20. It's not, it, it's more than two to one. You know, like 20 to 40. No, 20 to 47, we've been outscored in the fourth quarter. How do you close out games? No, th- that's something that always comes back to bite you uh, because we all know the Packers game, that's the obvious one. Uh, well, we're up uh, uh, 17 to 0 and we lose. Maybe that's where you get the discrepancy. But 47 to 20, the, that number right there in the fourth quarter, that would not happen uh, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you can look all through the years, that fourth quarter number, that would not happen. No, that would have been flipped. We would have been up 47 to 20 instead of the other way around. We got one more hour here on the Ciroc Point After. Want to hear from all you Houdats. Oakwood Hart Jewelers, Talking Sex Line, 504-260-1870. Sound off with the Cajun Cannon right here. We'll be back on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Rocking and rolling here on the Ciroc Point After. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka continuing on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, uh, another yeah. thing from this offense I know you want to bring up. Another game, another lack of using that tight end position. And well, where, where was Jimmy Graham this yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess fans, uh, we all think of like, uh, not, not to hell with Taysom Hill, because <laughs> we all love Taysom Hill or Foster Morrow, uh, the new kid on the block, uh, coming back to NOLA. But uh, we look at Jimmy Graham and those unbelievable efficient games in the tight end position. We've seen Derek Carr uh, utilize uh, the tight end with the Raiders, with Waller. So where is that at? Now, uh, with that being said, uh, Taysom Hill had eight targets. Foster Morrow had four. So I would say they're targeting the tight end position. So that's 12 total. Now, Hill had seven catches, 49 yards, um, a long gain of 11 yards. Foster Morrow, four targets, four catches, a long gain of 17 yards, 8.3. But I guess that would be more in the red zone. See, I think you can utilize the tight end um, in the middle of the field, or whether uh, the only guy who, who do you trust right now making a tough catch? Michael Thomas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Easy. G- going across, <laughs> e- uh, whether it's on the sideline or going across the field, middle of the field, even though you can't hit the receiver no yeah. more, you can't knock his head off. 
would be Michael Thomas. So that's why I see Foster Morrow with four catches, Taysom Hill with seven. So that's 11 total. And you look at it, so that's basically 82 yards. That's not bad. They average in like, you know, eight yards a catch somewhere, but it's in the red zone. How to utilize that weapon? And you have the receivers on the outside, the tight end down the middle to score touchdowns, which we went over, which we didn't do jack in the red zone, going over three. So I think I, I have a question for that. See, that's what I'm asking, Coach Allen. Uh, uh, come tomorrow night. No, it'll be uh, Mickey Loomis because Coach will be busy oh, getting ready right. for Thursday night football. It'll well, be a special edition with GM Mickey well, Loomis tomorrow. How the hell Mickey's going to answer that? <laughs> he, he's not in those. Uh, listen, he knows football, but he's not going to be in those meetings to see their game plan. I might even save that for Dennis Allen after the Jaguars game going into the Colts. I'll game. have to steal your question for tomorrow, though, because Coach Allen speaks at 1230 tomorrow. Oh, so. uh, Ask him that, like utilizing the tight end right. in, in the red zone, because we, we've done it. Because you look at it uh, with Taysom Hill, who they consider a tight end, and particularly this game, and Foster Morrow. Uh, now, I don't know maybe why not utilizing Jimmy Graham more, but especially in the red zone, that has not been the case. And we throw in too many of these, um, like, go routes, jump balls, instead of actual routes. And um, – Listen, this is a good – this guy, I don't know if this is a football player or someone that knows, this is a good text right here. This is right on. Uh, this is from 4797. When a team – that being the Texans today – when a team is bringing five, six, you know, it's a dog. Uh, you bring in five or six or then you got um, – then you got like a, a, a blue dog, like a six is like a, I'm a linebacker. That am I pretending I'm rushing, but I'm really guarding the running back? But look, five, you can block five. But when they bring in the house, like a cover zero, like a a, a seven-man blitz, everybody's man-to-man. When a team is bringing five, six, and seven on the blitz, you don't run go routes in the end zone. That's a true point. Let me tell you why that's true. Because the rush is going to get to you, and it's hard to make accurate throws. You can't just always throw a jump ball. So you don't always uh, run go routes in the end zone. You run slants. You get that leverage. Who you trust to keep the man on his hip. You got to be accurate with the football. You run slants, like crossing routes, shorts, hitches, even a, a quick screen, stuff like that to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Uh, but what does Pete Carmichael do? Let's uh, throw it up for straight uh, in the back of the end zone. Uh, they keep like jump ball type plays. So that to me, that shows no imagination uh, that because then it doesn't matter if they're blitzing, you could throw a short throw and you get that yards after the catch. And all of a sudden it's a 30, 40 yard gain. And you just threw a quick slant, but you got that yak and you were able to get it because they bring in the house and the ball's uh, coming out of the quarterback's hands. So uh, that right there, I would like to talk to Pete one-on-one and say, what are y'all thinking when they bring in the house? Because if you think you want the quarterback to hold the ball to like just throw a Hail Mary kind of thing, a jump ball, that's not good strategy. You got to get where the receivers are running precise routes and getting the right angles. Now, you got to be accurate with the football, not throw it too high, too low, but hit them in stride where they can get the yards after the catch and be productive that way. 
Rolling on here on the Ciroc Point after Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Be back with more right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the Ciroc Point after. Got a question for you, Cajun Cannon, on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. Bobby, in your opinion, do you think Baker Mayfield be better than Carr in our offense right now? Right now, or uh, if this was in May, or maybe OTAs at minicamp, training camp? I guess it just says, would Carr, would Mayfield be a better fit in our offense than Carr? I, it's tough to say overall. It's tough to say, but as far right as production <laughs> and bang for your buck, come on. Baker Mayfield's a steal for the Bucks For what he's getting paid, right, uh, by Tampa. I, I think they're paying him $4 million, and then they, depending on his incentives, like eight, eight and a half million. Versus Derek Carr, come on. You think Derek Carr is worth, uh, let's say, $145 million worse, uh, more than Baker Mayfield? No, but hell no. Uh, no. no. Uh, Baker Mayfield, as far as production, we witnessed it. It just happened in the Dome right here. Baker Mayfield versus Derek Carr. Now, we haven't seen a matchup, uh, Andy Dalton uh, versus Derek Carr. But if you're going by... Uh, because Baker Mayfield is looking for a chance, and he's been a journeyman. He still wants to be that starter. But he's young enough, and he's considered a starter where Andy Dalton is a journeyman. But you look at Baker Mayfield compared to Derek Carr right now, I don't know, uh, Steve, they're losing uh, to the Lions. It's in the third quarter. It just shows you Tampa Bay still has the defense. They're going for a field goal. It's 10-3. to 3. Uh, did he make it? Now to, so it's ten to six now. Ten to six with they Detroit hang, on top. Yep, uh, they're hanging in there, uh, but uh, you cannot tell me bank for your buck. Now uh, I, I wouldn't have done this. I would not have been a smart enough uh, general manager, or um, an owner, or whatever. How you structure your team to say that? Oh, oh listen, we don't have to worry about Derek Carr. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield. The only thing that would have made me take a step back was that I don't know if Derek Carr's worth that um, hundreds of uh, million dollar contract, like $140, $150 million more than a Baker Mayfield, who's still trying to establish himself with incentives, you know, four to nine million, uh, somewhere in that range. The same thing, you know, who uh, also, uh, Giants fans, you know, New York, they got to be like screaming. Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones right? worth $160 million? you got to be freaky kidding me. But it is what it is. Now he's not even playing because he's got dealing with a neck issue. It don't matter if he was playing. He's stealing money. Uh, no, no, it, it doesn't matter. So when you look at uh, Baker Mayfield, bang for your buck, uh, boy, bad for the Saints, good for the Buccaneers, what they got in him. Looking at our fans on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, we're going to head to... Who did you say, Charlie? Sorry. Dave. Dave, what you got for us today? Hey, good afternoon, guys, and salute to Chirac. It's a great, great uh, beverage, I'll say. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I have to agree with Bobby with what he said about uh, um, uh, Derek Carr. 
But I also have just to add, you know, I played for one, never played professional ball, but I played for one of the toughest high school coaches in this city. And we were always playing snot bubble fo- football. And if you can't do fundamentals, if you can't block, like right. the guards couldn't block, the, the tackles couldn't protect the quarterback, especially the left tackle, uh, if you couldn't do that, you, you'd sit on the, on the bench until you could. I mean, let's, let's, let's face it. This is fundamental football, but the Saints do not play with bad intentions. They don't want to play to win. They're not nasty. Uh, Hey, Dave, if you're a Saints fan, I I mean, I I wish we had a little more Kyle Turley in us. I think we'd be – I wish we'd be a little more nasty. We got uh, some upstanding citizens on our offensive line that uh, you want to send to the elementary school to have – to read a book and and enlighten the kids. I might want a son of a gun that we're trying to keep him in in the background – uh, but they mauling people. Uh, listen, you want In theory, you'd want a great player on and off the field, but not everybody's gonna be like that. But give me a player who's a mauler. He doesn't want to do any social events, uh, but he's animalistic and and he's pinning his ears back and he's coming to play every game. Give me that type player. Like you always say, that wild man with the hair on fire, yeah, now, uncontrollable. Now, uh, and that almost, uh, they're almost out of control, that uh, they're not in jail, but they almost could be. Uh, we keep, they, they, they trying, they're staying out of jail. They're doing all right. Uh, they're not necessarily doing it illegal, uh, but uh, you, you don't want to cross them or you might get the crap beat out of you. Right, because football is like this outlet to release that energy. Yes, that violent energy that's legal. Because it's a controlled violence if you look at the NFL. But no, we got upstanding citizens and, you know, they have great families and they get highly rewarded and all that. And and listen, I love that. I think that's awesome. But then on the field, you have to be dominant. And right now it's kind of like ho-hum. Again, I bring Cesar Ruiz says the right things. Um, McCoy says the right things. You look at all offensive linemen. Ramchick don't say too much. Uh, but I'm looking at McCoy and Alouris. They say the right thing. Andrew Speed, he don't talk. But I look at the guys who actually thought, talk. They say the right things. But a lot of fans would say, uh, man, I don't care if you say the Show right me. thing. How about you go on the field and kick ass and don't talk to nobody? How, you be, how about you be unsociable and, and be almost like, uh like, you don't want to be this grunter. I don't want to talk to him. But then you're always dominant on the field. That's what the fans want. They don't care that you're an upstanding citizen. I want you to dominate on the field for the Saints. We're going to keep kicking butt right here on the Ciroc Point after. Be back after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. A little shaken, not stirred here on the Ciroc Point after. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Cajun Cannon getting into our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game presented by Friends and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business, and I should say diamonds in the rough, huh? Yeah, uh, you know, I had to reach, uh, I had to dig deep. I had to dig deep here uh, because not necessarily household names. You know who's been dealing with an injury and outstanding because he's not a diamond in the rough. He's a proven player. He's all pro. That'd be JT Gray on special teams. Well, who's going to step up if JT Gray is not available? Well, two individuals uh, that stepped up because I think, uh, you know, when you look at who's really making plays on special teams, 
and I think the Texans were aware of this. Uh, behind JT Gray was DeMarco Jackson, who had five special teams tackles, so they were focused on him, and he didn't have any. But you know who ended up getting special teams tackles? And he is like, uh, who's the guy from Michigan State, the linebacker that got hurt? An- Andrew uh, Downing? What's his name? Uh, Dowell. Dowell, not Downing. Dowell, okay? Nephi Soul has stepped up. Nephi Sewell has stepped up uh, for Andrew Dowell. Now he has three total tackles on special teams. And Isaac Yadam, he also has three. So I think Diamond's in the rough. Isaac uh, Yadam, Yadam, and Nephi Sewell truly contributing whenever given the opportunity because that's a position, unless you're truly paying attention to detail, uh, that you don't realize in how they're contributing on special teams. Similarly, because of saying J.T. Uh, Gray being out, and they focus on DeMarco Jackson, so uh, them two coming up with tackles. Now, Cajun Ken, before we get into our back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, letting the fans sound off, got some post-game sound from defensive end Cam Jordan. Here's what he had to say after the Saints' 20 to 13 loss in Houston. How do you feel about losing? There's only one way to feel like we got to together. What aspects do you feel as far as the defense in each game? Second half was a good half. Um, first half, we gave them back momentum. You can't let a team that you feel like you're imposing your will upon, can't let them get will, will back. Um, gave them confidence, and you saw confidence then put 17 points on in that first half, another three points in the second half, gave them 20 points altogether, which was more points than we put up on the board. At the end of the day, self-inflicted wounds, penalties, extended drives. Uh, we got to be able to limit those, uh, eliminate those. I've said it weeks before. So, um, how do I feel? Is it sucks to lose? It's frustrating to lose when we have the talent to affect quarterback. We knew he had up to this point the fastest release of quarterback, so it's going to be uh, frustrating to to pass rush after him. But we collapsed the pocket, got him to escape, and you saw the throws that we wanted to get out of him. Um, at the end of the day, we didn't do enough to get a win. Nothing. Um, it was all us. Again, you, you get an interception early on in the game. First was that first drive, second drive of the game. Uh, give it right back. It's um, it's not fortuitous for our defense. Uh, you feel like you know we had a, uh, another penalty that extended their drive. It was a lot of again self-inflicting wounds. Um, we have to focus on us and how to get better rapidly. We've got a game in 96 hours or whatever that is. Did you have a message for your teammates? Or? We've already talked about it, yeah, in, in locker room. Um, you know, going into that, going into halftime, it was a challenge to, you know, we looked up and it was a 90 yards on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the ground. That's a, that's a direct reflection of the D-line, interior, exterior, all of us put together. So it was a challenge to step the hell up. Um, and you saw the energy in the second half. So if you want to tell two tales uh, of two tapes is first half didn't have the energy that we needed because we gave up some momentum back uh, early in the game. And that second half, we, we you know, we're, we're back to our defense. But that being said, back to our standards of defense should be what our standards should be from start of the game to the end. Is it, is it team leadership that you to get this thing um, again, as a defense, you can only look at how we played in the second. Like, if we came out with that same energy in the first half, if we came off that interception, whether it be, you know, a pick six would have been great, but just give a chance, another chance to our, our team. Um, 
you look at everything even beyond the two missed kicks you feel like if you were 19 to 20 going into the last drive it's a quick chip for a 22 20 situation you can't get that back um interception early in the game against a quarterback who really hadn't thrown any interceptions you need those um i think there was tackles that hit our edge that you can't give those you know those blatant runs up especially against our edge i think with our edges we've been quite stout um, and that's that's not like us so we have to play our type of ball if we do that for four quarters then we'll talk about it but right now i'm just looking forward to break down this film getting better it better be um again (laughs) if we eliminate our mistakes it's not like the team came out and beat us today we beat ourselves uh like gave the ball back um, defense did an okay job in that first half, better job in the second half. We eliminate our mistakes. We stay tuned to what we, we know how to play our brand of football. If we execute our plays on a high level each and every play, each and every series, the game will go our way more times than not. And that was defensive end Cam Jordan after the Saints' 20-13 to loss in Houston. Cajun Cannon obviously can tell uh, Cam's upset after that one, as he should be, as well as the rest of the team. Well, uh, you know, Cam's one of our leaders, and, uh, you know, I've held their feet to the fire because I think our two best uh, defensive players as far as Ken's in the wall, Demario Davis and Cam Jordan. Uh, well, Demario Davis showed up. Uh, what impact did Cam Jordan have? Uh, you know, if you look at it, he had two total tackles, and he had one tackle follow-offs compared to Carl Grandison. It's not like Cam's getting double-teamed all the time. Uh, Carl Grandis ended up with a sack, uh, two quarterback carries, two tackles for a loss. Well, that's the kind of uh, we need that mirrored mirrored uh, production from Cam, jo- Cam Jordan. Demario Davis uh, led the team in tackles with seven, had a sack, two quarterback carries, two tackles for a loss, pass defending. Now Demario Davis didn't do that in previous games. So uh, Cam, at least he's come and talked to the media. He's stepping up to the podium and and telling the public, but. Listen, much is given, much is required, and Cam's still getting paid the big bucks, so we need him playing at a very high level and influence the defense, especially in the first half. You know, when you're going in and, you know, you're getting ready to kick off in the first half, uh, don't wait till you get uh, chewed out or everyone screaming at one another or trying to get their attention at halftime. Like, what the hell's going on? Now, how about you do that from the get-go in the first quarter? Because it was like night and day. It was night and day compared to what we did defensively in that second half compared to the first half. The first half, we made the Texans look like the best rushing attack in the NFL. And, and, and they were like almost – Worse than us. Yes, Steve. <laughs> they were – if you look rushing attack coming into the uh, game, they were 27th. Uh, Russia for 82 yards a game. Did it look like that uh, the first half where they had almost 100 yards rushing? No, I didn't understand. Singletary was having way too much success against us. Yeah, uh, it made him look like he's like, (laughs) oh, he's going to Pro Bowl or he's going to be all pro, whatever. No, so that's why, listen, I still look at scoring defense. And, again, by us holding them to 20 points, we should have won the game. Would have, could have, should have, and all that. Uh, Offensively, we cannot average in the teens. Coming into the game – if you look at offensively, what we're averaging, okay, we were averaging, um, and I said this earlier, we're averaging 19 points a game, and we scored 13. So it might be now it might be high 18s or something. No, that that's that's not winning football. That is definitely, you know what it is? If your defense is good enough, 
that's 500 football. And you can't be 500 if you play seven, uh, 17 games. But what I mean by 500, it's like 8 and 9, 9 and 8, somewhere in, in, in that realm. Now, and again, I said this, uh, right now, um, I don't know, uh, until proven differently, and I think the strength of schedule again, <laughs> can we take advantage of this? I don't know. Uh, you look, okay, we playing the Jaguars. Now, people, and I said this earlier, when you think we're going to beat a team, uh, then we don't beat them. Oh, oh, they won't have a chance against the Jaguars come Thursday night. Watch. We'll win Thursday night, then we'll lose against the Colts. And then you're going back and forth, back and forth. Then who knows what happens against the Bears? Just look at our team right now. We kind of on pace to be that eight and nine, nine and eight type uh, season. And worst case scenario would be like we mirror images of what we did last year at seven and ten, which is totally unacceptable. Well, we were pretty banged up leaving this game, Cajun Cannon. I will say, seeing from the Jacksonville game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a question going into Thursday night football. He ended up sustaining a knee injury. I guess we'll find out more from the Jaguars when, you know. So who's their backup? I don't even know who's even their backup. That's a great question, who's the backup. Yeah, they, I have to look that up in Jacksonville. Because, it's not uh, it's not Minshew anymore. He's yeah, obviously with the Minshew. Colts. It's not Okariko anymore. He's <laughs> with the Colts who we're going to face. Uh, no, the Prince. Uh, the Prince might not be available. So, wait, yeah, come on, Saints. C.J. Beathard is the backup over there. That that is that's Bobby Beathard. Is that his grandson? I think it's related to Bobby Beathard, <laughs> the famous uh, general manager. Come on, who did we lose to? We lose. We lost to C.J. Beathard. That can't happen. Come on. Eh, right. All right, we're going to sound off more with our Oak and Hard Jewelers talking text line and you, 504-260-1870. Want to hear from you. Coming right back here on the Ciroc Point after on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Getting close to the end of the Ciroc Point after, so want to get as many callers as we can in. Tyler in Church Point, what you got for us today, Tyler? What's going on? Uh, I've been a Saints fan since 2005, the year before the Drew Brees era began. And this has got to be the most disappointing season out of all. Just because last year we kind of knew that it wasn't going to be uh, a real good year, just with the questions at quarterback and everything. But this year we go out, we make a big sign in Derek Carr. And I follow Saints media pretty, uh, you know, consistently. And it seemed like we had plenty of hype leading up into this year. And so far, the product that I've seen on the field is not what the hype has been since the beginning of training camp. And it's pretty disappointing, and I'm worried for the Saints that soon people are going to start getting off the bandwagon. No, Tyler, that's a great point. Uh, No, it's only uh, so much you can put up with. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, that this season was a great opportunity to put hay in the barn and to get double-digit wins and to win the NFC South. Now, uh, that's still right there before them because who knows what's going to win the NFC South. Then you get to host a home playoff game. And what's going to come about? The Saints at 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Look, Atlanta lost today. Uh, or Carolina, they still haven't won a game. Uh, and then Tampa Bay's losing 17-6 to six to the Lions. Detroit. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, you look at it, how it's going to unfold, but uh, they don't need a pass. Uh, we got to hold their feet to the fire. Uh, and that's why I think even uh, Dennis Allen said this. 
that high expectations, much is given, much is required, high expectations for this upcoming season, and not so much that what they're going to build upon. And like you said, they got invested in, uh, a lot of money in Derek Carr, and Derek Carr has to work out. You have to realize Derek Carr is not going nowhere. Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback for this season and next season. So you have to throw the fans a bone. Uh, you have to win. You have to at least give them hope uh, for the postseason. So that's why they got to win. They have to win. If they don't win this year, now Derek Carr is not going anywhere because what they have invested in them, who knows, uh, Mickey Loomis could retire and then uh, all of a sudden be a consultant and still be within the organization. But as far as like Dennis Allen, the opportunity, listen, coaches in the NFL get fired after one year. You might say, well, no, you got to build your program. Uh, there's so many examples I can give you in the NFL that they're one and done. Uh, it, 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 you know, you can look at examples almost every year. Okay, they had one year, and then, okay, enough of that, and it's over. Well, I think they've given uh, Dennis Allen uh, ample opportunities to have success. So, uh, now, the season still has a ways to go. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm going to kind of uh, slow my roll and hold out right, like after 10 games. Three and three. It's to, 500 right to now. See, to see where we're at come November the 19th. And November the 12th, we play at Minnesota. But there's going to be a 10-game sample size. Are we more uh, – uh, 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 are we more uh, – I, I wish we'd be seven and three, but I don't think. Are we more a six and four team or a four and six? And then you look what's going to come about on the back end of the season. Uh, got to go at Atlanta after the bye week. Then you got the Lions coming to town. A lot so tougher. You, no, no uh, but then also you got Carolina. You got the Giants. The Giants are sorry. Uh, we don't have a tough schedule. That's why if they don't win double digits, that's why I constantly say, Ricky, they all got to go. Uh, uh, sorry. Everyone's had enough time to establish what they want. Everybody, as an organization, as a human being, we all love stability. We love stability. We would like to keep it going forever and ever. Who doesn't love post-Katrina with Sean Payton and Drew Brees did? You could do anything for a decade or, let's say, a dozen-plus years, uh, the majority of time for 15 years. Who doesn't want that? going on to the next decade in the 2030s plus. But it's almost like that's a flash in the pan right now. And it's like, it's truly in the NFL, what have you done for me lately? And lately, it's unacceptable considering the expectations where the Saints are at right now. Our post-game therapy sessions wrapping up here on the Ciroc Point after uh, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Try and get to as many callers as we can when we get right back here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. In the fourth quarter in Tampa Bay, 11 minutes to go. The Detroit Lions currently have a 20-6 lead over the Yuccaneers. And Cajun Cannon, if this score holds up, the black and gold coulda, woulda, shoulda been in first place today if they just could have pulled out a victory. Yeah, it just shows you, and I think that's what it's, it's going to go down to the wire, who wins the NFC South. And uh, you look at, uh, well, uh, they beat us head-to-head, but they played one last game, that being the Buccaneers right. at Tampa Bay because of the bye week. So, But I, I, I don't know. It's still too early. All you got to do is take care of business. All we got to do is take care of the Jaguars uh, like we didn't against the Texans. And then let's say uh, we take care of business against the Jags. Okay, then you're going to have a mini-buy. What do you do against the Colts? It's a continuous process. 
I mean, it, it, it doesn't get easier, but uh, compared to uh, expectations and teams you're playing, no, this is a game that the Texas, look what they drafted. They were up and coming. Uh, hell, yeah, we should beat them, uh, but it didn't happen. Like, again, we're over in Houston. We played them six times. We three losses in Houston, in Houston and three wins in New Orleans in the franchise's history. Cajun Cannon hitting our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk in text line. Want to go to Scott in Algiers. What you got for us, Scott? How y'all doing, man? Hey, Scott, what you got? Why don't the Saints defensive backs turn their heads around, man? Well, uh, you know, Scott, uh, Scott, that's a good point because I think a lot, uh, I'm even watching in college football and a number uh, of defenders that are playing one-on-one and that they're right there with the receiver. I don't know if they may be scared of losing track of the football so they don't want to turn around and they lose the receiver and then they get burned that way. But, uh, yeah, you, you would think, like, if you truly – now, this is something that Andre Risen, the great receiver, taught me is that you never want to have, like, big eyes. And what I mean by that, let's say a defensive back's guarding, you want to be, like, nonchalant, and the ball just come to you versus this human emotion. All of a sudden, maybe your hands flash up or your eyes get big. Then you know as a defensive back to turn around because the ball's right there. Now, you could be flailing and going everything to try and knock the ball out. But, but that's a good point that you bring up. The defensive backs, they seem like they're in pretty good position, but they don't get their head around. Cajun Cannon, a tough 20-13 to 13 loss for the black and gold uh, in Houston. Drops New Orleans now to 3-3 three and three on the year. Quick turnaround. Uh, no real time to sulk about things. It's going to be interesting to find out tomorrow, obviously. Any more updates on some of the injured guys from uh, today's game? Most importantly, yeah. I think, someone like Ryan Ramchek to find out his status. is Did he suffer a concussion? Because if he is in the NFL's concussion protocol, very highly unlikely he's a guy that's going to be able to play on Thursday. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, come on. Um, you're dealing with injuries that's just part of the game. It's not just your team, all the Saints. Uh, we haven't bad luck with injuries. Uh, who knows the, uh, uh, the fresh prince of Jacksonville. Uh, he might not play. Trevor Lawrence, uh, he might not be able to play on Thursday night. So you never know. Look, we were all excited. We were playing the Packers. Uh, look, uh, what it was, I know for sure two of that three of the top offensive linemen were out. And uh, we did not win. So that's why look, next man up, you say, who's the next man? But you cannot use injuries as an excuse. Want to pause 10 seconds right now? Let our stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Black and gold, a 20-13 loser here in week six of the NFL season. Saints now 3-3 three and three on the year. Uh, waiting to find out what happens in this Tampa Bay game. Right now the Bucs are down 20-6 to six to the Lions, hoping that score holds up. Buccaneers currently 3-1 and one would drop them at least to 3-2 and two on the season. Falcons also losing today, leaves Atlanta also at 3-3 three and three on the year in the NFC South, and then there's those lowly Carolina Kitty Cats that still are winless on the year at 0-6, uh, even though they started out 
great uh, in their early going in Miami, but then the Dolphins came back to whoop them. I want to thank our team behind the scenes on the Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb, studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller, Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints radio broadcast team, Mike Hawes, Deuce McAllister, Jeff Nowak, and Robert Carroll want to thank you all for listening to Saints football. Join us next week when the black and gold take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thank you. And it's not even next week, KJ. It's going to be Thursday night football. No, let's pause it for dramatic effect for you to chime in there. Plus, I'm trying to stall, trying to save us some time. Uh, But I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say an early good night to everyone, please. Well, Brandon, all of you callers, call Mike Detelli and myself tomorrow at the Silver Slipper. Uh, give us a call in the second guess because I think we are, a lot of us are second guessing right now where the Saints are at at 500. So give us a call tomorrow night at the Silver Slipper. Bon nuit, les gens. Uh, good night, people. Who that? Go also want to thank Go also Saints. the good thank folks at Magazine Pizza for feeding our Saints game day crew today. Check out Magazine Pizza at 1068 Magazine Street. Dine in or delivery. That's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Magazine Pizza. They also got pasta, sandwiches, wings, and salads. MagazinePizza.com. That's a wrap on the Ciroc Point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Like the Cajun Cannon says, Tune in tomorrow. Second guest with him and Mike Dettelier at the Silver Slipper Casino. We'll also have a special edition of the Coaches Show with GM Mickey Loomis calling into the program, and that'll lead into Monday Night Football right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Have a good night, folks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t